I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens, our second episode of the year and our first of our positional analysis. We're going to get stuck into the hookers today. Uh, probably not the funnest position to go through if we're being completely honest here, uh, but there is probably a little bit more to talk about than what we thought there would be, to be fair. Bringing in my co-host, the master of disaster, the king of sting, T-Rex, welcome in. Your favourite topic, mate, hookers. Yes. <laughs> Great every year. Hooker pun, eh? Works every... <laughs> funny every time. <laughs> it's never going to miss. It's... Uh, you're right, it's... It's probably not the most exciting position, but it is a very important position. And we'll get to that shortly on why, just around basically the structure that you opt for with your number nines. And there's a lot of different ways that you can go, whether you're spending up, whether you're going cheapies, that's going to impact your entire team. So I do think it's a low-key important position. Now, Timmy, I probably should have checked pre-show, but Matty, are you on camera and have Mike? Yes. Matty's sitting in the shed over there in the CBA Centre of Excellence. Uh, good to have you in, mate. It's great to be here once again. First time in this uh, producer's desk, so, yeah, pretty cool. Now, you will notice throughout the year that's where the Rook will yeah. sit. Now, the Rook currently on the Pacific Ocean sitting back murdering a cup of pina coladas, but we're keen to have the Rook back in. We are. I mean, second podcast of the season – Goes on a Pacific Island cruise. There's some arrogant areas from Rook. It's pretty telling, isn't it? Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's it's the the rookie skipping a preseason training session. Yeah. Unheard of. Yeah, if it was uh if it if it was David Nofaluma, there'd be a terminated contract. Without Fortunately, a doubt. we're not the Tigers admin and we're a bit more we we're a bit more patient with Rook. Now, Matty, obviously with the Rook coming in as our producer over the next couple of weeks, you've run your eye over. The, uh, the Rook's form. Mm. What are your thoughts? Uh, pretty good start, actually. Like, uh, I I think it took me a lot longer to mm. to uh, get my head around things. So, yeah, it could be a could be a Rookie of the Year type situation here. Rookie of the Year. I love <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. I've, uh, before we get stuck into things, I've got a, a bone to pick with with Maddie the Water Boy, but <laughs> I, I have a, I've got a, an interesting question and it was... It was alerted to me by a good mate of mine, Brett Oaten, actually this morning. So we recorded the first episode of the SC Playbook podcast last mm. night, covered the South Sydney Rabbitohs season preview among with a, a few other teams and had a good chat about Talis Duncan. Maddie, a very big fan of his, quoted as saying Cameron Murray 2.0, which you can imagine got me pretty aroused, Rue. But I got roasted in a message for referring to him as a South Sydney junior this morning. Sydney Roosters junior. Maddie, can you confirm or deny? Yeah, he, he was one of the <laughs> one of the ones we poached from the Roosters. So. Yeah, you're very quiet about that one when we <laughs> chatted about Talos Duncan. Talos, uh, yeah, played his Harold Matz at the Roosters. He still actually plays for the Coogee Dolphins, so definitely not a South Sydney junior. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, they don't have many juniors, so we'll give them that one, but... <laughs> I'm glad we stole one from them for once. Sia Wong, Angus Crichton, oh. Nat Butcher. The <laughs> list goes on and on. And Joey Manu. Do the bunnies produce any of their own talent or is it just all poaching from the roosters? Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. That is just so ridiculous. <laughs> now, let's get stuck into hookers. What we, are, you, are you too sweet? Are we good to... We're good. 
I mean, he still he still has, has my shirt. Changed that T-shirt yet? Or yeah, he still has my shirt. So and Matt, and Maddie also produces my podcast on Tuesday night. <laughs> so I'm sorry, and I take it all back. <laughs> I need you. <laughs> Have you started to think about uh, packing the bag for Magic Crown yet? <laughs> still packed from last year. I've got my shirt in there. <laughs> has it been washed? <laughs> no. It's wild that you could triple what you packed last year and still be under. But it's incredibly For the record with this this shirt story, I've copped a lot of grief over it. It wasn't me thinking I could get away with only having one shirt. It was poor packing. Oh, sorry. It was more planning rather than me, my arrogance of thinking I'd get away with one shirt over three days. I'm hopeless, but I'm not that bad. <laughs> You got some work to do out there, Loz. Some serious, yeah, serious work to do. Yeah, I know. Plenty of yards. All right. Let's get into hookers. Mm-hmm. Now, Harry Grant. Uh, actually, no, let's talk strategy first. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Uh, what are you sort of thinking as far as you've obviously got two hooker slots there? Uh, not many jewels available this year. There was a couple that we could sort of work with last year. Not much doing this year. You're thinking cheapy, cheapy. You're thinking gun, gun. You're thinking gun, cheapy. What are you sort of looking at at the moment? My early thoughts are one gun, one cheapy. I want that consistent number nine just to plug and play, not plug and play, to, to play and get good points off each week. It, you know, the last probably season or two, it has been not the most exciting position. I do feel like there's still some upside in there and statistically speaking, it probably hasn't shown it too, too much with the better hookers being around that 65 to probably 70 average. But I do think there are tons in in the better hookers in the game. Harry Grant, Damien Cook, potentially sort of Jeremy Marshall King. And outside of those three, it's sort of, won't say slim pickings, but you're downgrading from probably the top three to start this season. I'm thinking probably one gun and one cheapy at this stage. That being said, you know, when you've got a team looking at trying to get guys like Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines in at top, top dollar, along with Caelan Pong or a couple of others, maybe it is a position where you go a little bit cheaper early on and provided the right number nines come along to start the season, I'm not against going... Maybe not as much cheapies, but mid-range options around that three to four hundred k mark. We'll get to who that they might be shortly. But if the roles are there, I'm not against the double double mid-range or double cheapie. But I'm thinking one high, one low. I think that's what worries me the most, mate. You know, a lot of people going or talking about cheapy, cheapy, or just going one cheapy. None of them are safe as houses. No, today. that's the problem. And my worry is that if you get into hooker and you're at three hundred k and your hooker's doing sweet fa, you, where are you going to produce that money from? to move them on to someone you want. I don't want to say the two words that will give us nightmares again, but Sonny Luke. <laughs> I mean, I'll take part responsibility for that situation. <laughs> only part because I don't take part. responsibility for many things. It's a things. big part, but still only a part. Still only a part, yeah. Um, yeah, but like Sonny Luke's a cracking example. Uh, I had him all fucking year because I couldn't move away from him. Uh, a lot of people held on to him and he became an AE nightmare mm. because – where the hell were you going to free up? Okay, where am I going to have a spare 500K to move Sonny Luke to someone that I fucking want? Uh, it just became a nightmare. And I I personally don't think there's enough talent in hooker to finish the season with two guns. I think there's every chance I end up going down the same avenue with enough later in the year. Yeah. You piss to, you off you, if not for nothing more. Just do it very late, mate. Don't kill me this early on in the season. <laughs> and... And that's the thing, like my concern with going, you know, whether you're one of the two Eels hookers and, and like a Jaden Braley, you know, you get three rounds into the comp and you've got a hooker that's sharing a 50, 30-minute rotation there or, and punching out 35s and 40s when there's a Harry Grant, Damian Cook, Jeremy Marshall King that's averaging 70 to 75 to start the year, some big points being, being missed out on there. That's my concern. That being said, if you can find that mid-range hooker who you start and he averages – even 54, your mates, you 100, 150K and just ticks along while you build squad value. It could be a masterstroke. Lots to play out in the preseason. Obviously around the, the sort of few of the guys that I just mentioned, that the mid-rangers, the cheapies, round one team list, vital, you know, Parramatta in particular, is there going to be a shared hooker role? How many minutes <clears throat> do we expect Phoenix Crossland to take from Jaden Braley? Time will tell. And that's, you know, going into round one, the only guys that I am confident play 80 minutes are probably... Reese Robson mm. and Blake Briley. Yeah. I am easing to the idea of, you know, 
because there is this shared hooker rotation coming in more and more and more in the game, even around Harry Grant, potentially Jeremy Marshall King, you know, maybe maybe 60 to 65 minutes is okay. Mm. But if you're playing 60 to 65, you have to have attacking upside. You can't be doing it in base. Yeah, I don't think we're far off shifting our mindset from Supercoach as well to just accepting 65 is where you mm. expect to get. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even the 80-minute guys that I just mentioned, Reese and Blake, like, they still just don't. And, like, it, it, even Damien Cook, like a guy that's played 80 minutes last few years, Matty, Peter Mamazellis, re-signed the other day. Oh, I think there is every chance he plays minutes well, off that bench. We sat here a couple of weeks ago mm. and he wasn't in my 17. And then as soon as he re-signed for three years, they completely flipped it for me. If you re-signed for one year, I'm not as mm. worried. But three years, he's got to have some sort of confirmation that he's going to feature. There must be a plan in place for him. Yeah. There has to be. I, I would assume so. So, yeah, I it's going to be one of those wait and see type situations. But, I, yeah, I get the feeling he's going to play this year. Makes it very, very difficult. Uh, mate, anything else you want to touch on with strategy and whatnot with Hooker before we dive into, guys? No, all good, mate. I think that's sort of covered it. And it will it will be a big talking point throughout the preseason, which way we go with it. So as more news unfolds, we'll, we'll look in. Just sitting here looking at this list we're about to go through and how much did we take for granted an 80-minute Hooker at Melbourne who goal-kicked in a top-four team every single week? <laughs> like, was Hooker always fucked and Cameron Smith just made it look good? Possibly. I know, like, thinking back to the day, Robbie Farrell was always a really good Robbie, alternate yeah. option, but, like, he jarred a lot of attacking stats as well, also played 80. It was kind of only ever those two. It was only it? ever those two, let's be honest here. But, yeah, an 80-minute big work rate, at, like Cameron Smith. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, just not fair. What year did he retire? 2020? 2020, yeah. Yeah, far out. We didn't we ever take it for granted. Fucking oath. So Cam Smith, average score per game, 2020, 79. He would have been, what, 35 or something at the time? Yeah. 79, 74 in 2019, 64, 2018, 75 in 2017, 78 in 2016. And there would have been – so just going through his 2020 season very quickly, he had four tonnes with a top score of 136. He had – one score under 49, and that was a 34. And it was in 28 minutes because he got injured. So essentially his lowest score of the year was 49. Yeah. Oh, God. I will never forget we had draft day one one year and Cameron Smith was rumoured to miss the first three or four weeks mm. of the season. And I remember because of that fucking ridiculous, everyone just left him. And I remember he got one pick away from me getting Cameron Smith as my second pick and the guy before got him, which made complete sense. But I just sat there and went, you fucking how did you let this happen? It's unbelievable. Shocked me Cameron Smith played round one. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, of course. Wild. So Robbie Farah, 2019, who I'm like, oh, I was, you know, probably the only real alternate, alternate option, Cam Smith. 2019, average 54. 2018, 62. 2017, 43. 52 in 2016. 58 in 2015. Like, Cam Smith, yeah. make a comeback, mate. Wild. We need you. You know what? He would walk in right now and be the <clears throat> best super coach option. Mm. 100%. Yeah. All right, let's start at the top, mate. HG, Harry Grant, uh, CBA class of 2019. Uh, one of our favourite players to watch in this competition, apart from those three games a year where he dry fucks us in origin. Um, outside of that, we love Harry Grant. 750K. Uh, it's a lot of money to spend at hooker, but is there any argument that he isn't the premium option? Talk to me. No, there's not. He's absolutely the premium option. You know, there's upside to a guy like Jeremy Marshall King uh, off a bit of an injury interrupted season last year. But Harry Grant is the number one hooker. I think I owned him the entire season last year. I don't think I traded him out even over the origin period or anything. He didn't get a lot of rest, which was fantastic for super coach. Yeah. And it paid off, like, save trades, had consistent scoring. You know, but there's far from any assurance of that happening again. You're paying 750K for him. He's, I think I'd pretty confidently say he's going to be the top-scoring hooker by the end of the season. I'm very confident in saying he's going to be the top-scoring yeah. hooker. Where he fits as far as top scorers <laughs> in the competition or where he fits as far as top scorers for guys I'm going to pay over 700K mm. for, I don't know if it makes complete sense to me. It's difficult. And yeah. the other big thing is 
you know, we saw in the back end of last year, he was he was sharing that hooking role and, and not necessarily playing the 80 minutes. That's okay. So just going in the back end of last year, and again, this was easy into finals, so maybe he's an 80 minute hook. I don't know what Craig Bentley's going to do with him, but 53 minutes in round 26 for 70 points. He played 66 in round 25 for 59 points. He played 59 minutes in round 24 for 110 points. So that's where I'm kind of like, if these guys are playing 20 minutes less... They're getting a spell. They then, in theory, probably run more. They're more energised when they're on the field. Does it make that much of a difference? Like, potentially it doesn't. Looking back at Harry Grant's scores from last year and, you know, obviously in the preseason, we we don't need to tell you who's a good super catch player. You can tell that. We try and find the things that are wrong with players so you're aware of that sort of stuff. I try and find <laughs> the negatives in players and work back from there. Just looking through Harry Grant's scores from last year. And I'm looking for his lowest scores, mm. right? Uh, scored 31 points against Manly in round seven. How many minutes do you reckon he played that guy? 50. 80. His next lowest score, 34 against the Dolphins in round 12. How many minutes do you reckon he played in that guy? 80. 80. His next lowest score, 34 against the Cowboys in round 14. Didn't play 80, but played 73 there. Uh, Newcastle, round 21. P- scored... p- p- post-origin, that one. I'll give him a... I'll, I'll let him off the hook. Sure. Um... Against Newcastle, round 21, 36, played 80 minutes in that game as well. I'm not even trying to make this a negative about Harry Grant. It almost feels like 60 minutes is better for Harry Grant. Mm. They're his only scores sub 40, and in every single one of them, he played 80 or 73 minutes. Yeah. He had a – and then on top of that, as I mentioned, the 110 in 59 minutes in round 24 (laughs) – I mean, I know it's not a major uh, deduction, but 149 points against Parry in round 22, played 72 minutes. So he's still got a spell. <laughs> yeah. I, interesting. It's very interesting. I think that we need to shift our mindset a little bit on Harry Grant, and I am more than happy to admit I am the last one to do that. I hate my hookers not playing mm. 80 minutes, but Harry Grant, he has got the runs on the board. For me, I just think that coming out of an origin period and whatnot, <laughs> there will be better times to buy Harry Grant. Um, I'm very high on another hooker that we'll talk about very, very soon. Are you thinking you'll start with him? I'm getting closer and closer to it. I'm going back to 2022 as well. Pretty well played 80 minutes every game in games that he didn't. Played 75 minutes in round 23, 113. I know it's only five minutes less. I don't remember the reasoning behind it. It could have been HR or something, but... He still had a five-minute rest and he came out, got 113, did that shift in his his mindset to go, oh, I've, I've had a rest, I can run one out. I, I don't know, it might be clutching at straws. 70 minutes, that probably was a HIA based on the 10 minutes off, 62. I go back to, there's a game he played 63 minutes back in round 80 against Newcastle in 2022 and he scored 104 points. So you're like, maybe we're trying to find things to suit the narrative, but the point is these games where he's playing... 60-65, he's scoring arguably better. So maybe if he does share that hooking role, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, very. And, and you know what? You know the other thing I do <laughs> like, and granted he might share the hooking role, but who's he sharing it with? Mm. It's a Bronson Garlic. It's a Wishart. It's not like they have an out-and-out nine out there that's fighting for 30 minutes. They're fighting for 15 minutes. Exactly right. Yeah. Which good makes it a, a lot easier. I'm still leaning against starting with Harry Grant. I think I will look elsewhere. I think I will look to move to Harry Grant a little bit later on. But I do know from my experience with Harry Grant, as soon as, and it happened to be last year, as soon as you had him and he had one good score, I sort of went, oh. People panicked. Yeah, people panicked. So he's priced on a 73-point average from last season. His last four seasons, he's averaged 73, 78, 74, 71. Pre-Origin last year, 11 or 12 games, whatever it might have been, he averaged 69.27. In 2022, leading to the Origin period, he averaged 85.6. To be not, I won't say lock-in scores like that, but <clears throat> you probably are with an upside of he can score tons. I'm, I'm leaning more and more towards him. Let me ask you this. Uh, first <laughs> few weeks of the season, plays the Penrith Panthers week one. Down there at Amy Park, to be fair, but Penrith, never going to be an easy game. Uh, even if Penrith starts slow, you know they're going to defend well. Um, you know, they started – I mean, I remember sitting here at the end of round one, not here because I didn't have this space and we this didn't exist. This mm. was a vintage clothes shop, so we obviously weren't sitting here, <laughs> Tim. 
But I remember sitting at Bloke in a bar and everyone's panicking. Penrith have lost it. Um, they'd conceded 24 points across two weeks yeah. to the Brisbane Broncos and to the team from England. They still defended well. Yeah. I believe we then went to Wagga a few weeks later. They lost to South Sydney. I think they conceded 14 points or something, Matty. It was a pretty low-scoring affair. So, like, you're still not going to get a heap of points. Melbourne played Penrith. They then played the Warriors, who the Warriors are a top four team. I don't think they're at that calibre, but I think they. it's not an easy matchup, in my yeah. opinion. They then played the Newcastle Knights at Newcastle. We know that they're decent. They then go into a bye, and then they play the Brisbane Broncos. It's not an ideal start. Yeah, not... <clears throat> pardon me. Certainly not an ideal start. Uh, I'm looking back to last year. I do think there's probably a sense of the monsters about Harry Grant in that a good opposition he will live for. He knows he needs to. Penrith last year, round 18, he scored 73 points in 80 minutes, <laughs> 58 in base that game, yep. which is like he based 45 last season, so well above. Did score a try in that game. In round 23 against Penrith in Penrith, 80 minutes, 59 in base. Like they're, they're his two highest bases essentially of the season. He based 60 in round one last year against Parramatta. In, there was extra time. Uh, but, yeah, 73 in that game. So, yeah, I, I think he's good enough to overcome the opposition, lift for it. But you do make a good point. Like it's a tough draw to start. Yeah, and you have a look at the, you know, the opposition that he's taken on the first few weeks. You know, he played Penrith twice last year. You're right, he scored a try in one of those games, got 70. The other game he scored 57. Uh, Newcastle, the back end of last season when they were going well at Newcastle, he scored 36 points. Mm. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one there. Brisbane uh, took <coughs> on them at Amy Park, 79. That was during the origin period, to be fair. Um, had one, had a 100-plus score against the Warriors last year. I uh, Yeah, I, I think that if he had a knockout draw where I'm going, fuck, the first four or five games, he could really blow it away. Yeah. Probably changes a little bit for me. You're right. You know, started last season, he based 60 in the first few weeks. I think something we need to keep in mind over these first few weeks, and especially with your Vegas players, they're going to come back from Vegas with some incredible base stat numbers. Yeah. That are going to blow us away. It's not going to be the reality. There's going to be a lot of red herrings from that Vegas 100%. Games. Yes, um, and hopefully that's the worst we get out of Vegas. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Harry Grant, an interesting one. I'm leaning away from him at the moment, but I'm more than happy to admit I tend to get the coldest feet of all time he, the closer we get. He's currently not in my team for the next bloke that we'll talk about. However, that could be a very temporary arrangement. Yes, completely agree. All right, let's move to the next man on the list. Uh, Damien Cook's the next man on the list. Is that who we're talking about? Uh, no. You want to go JMK? Go JMK. All right, Jeremy Marshall King, 639K. You're looking at about a 63-point average around that mark for him. Um, I ran some numbers earlier in the year on Jeremy Marshall King in games where he plays 70-plus minutes. Uh, he averages 69, so that's four points off the great Harry Grant. Um, Jeremy Marshall King... I think he's more likely to play 80 than what Harry Grant is, personally. But that Dolphin side, if we're assuming the halves will be SOS and young Isaiah Katoa, mm. you have to fit Cody Nicarima in that yeah. side somewhere. So 14 looks likely. Whether that means Cody Nicarima actually comes on and plays nine or not remains to be seen. Hopefully Wayne Bennett gives us some idea what he's going to do before then. But my experience with Wayne is that he will give us a giant fucking middle finger yeah. and let us work it out as we go. What I like about JMK is that when he's not on the field, the Dolphins look like what a first-year franchise side should look yeah. like. I think Wayne, you could see last year in Marshall King playing through what looked like injuries at different stages of the season and still killing it. Wayne knows how important he is to that team and to their attack, and he plays such a big role for them in attack. So it looks like the preference is to play him 80. Even when he had a hooker on the bench in games, he still tended to play him 80 minutes. And I said, I, I think Cody Nicarima will probably be there 14. Maybe he comes on and plays a bit of hooker, but there's also basically one injury in the entire back line, and Nicarima goes on and plays the rest of the game there. So Mushkin gets his 80. So I'm with you. I think, I think he's probably more chance of playing 80 than Harry Grant. He's really enticing. He did have a lot of attacking stats last season to bolster him up. He only had the, what do you have, two tries, 
but a ton of tri-assists, made a ton of line breaks. Can he replicate that this year? I mean, potentially he can. And you got to remember with Marshall King, spent, what, the majority of his career playing in the halves? Yep. So he's only going to get better, I think. The Dolphins are only going to get better. They've added some firepower to their pack. It's pretty tempting. I love Jeremy Marshall King. I like. I remember when Canterbury signed Reid Marnie, and you know, like it felt so stupid to say, but I sort of thought to myself, "Have they won this? Are they better with Reid yeah. Marnie than what they are with Jeremy Marshall King?" And because at the back, like I'm, I'm sure you guys remember his last season with Canterbury, he brained it at the back end, but it was okay. It's the back end of the season. Your season's over. You're not playing for anything. It's easy to get up in yeah. those games. Jeremy Marshall King has come in and absolutely killed it for the Dolphins in games that it matters throughout the entire season. And you're right, mate, he has to do a lot of attacking stats to get them. But I look at the way the Dolphins play their footy. They play a very basic brand of footy, which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And a lot of it is built off Jeremy Marshall King. You add in yeah. a Tom Flegler to that side, even adding like Herbie and these guys, like it's just gonna they're just gonna have more momentum this year. You I can think. just imagine bit of bit of uh broken defense off a kick return. Herbie takes a second run off a scoot, scampers through the middle of the field, fends a few off, gets a quick playable, and just marshking going off the back of that, can't you? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so I <laughs> I really like JMK heading into this year. The big worry is Jersey 14, what's going to happen there? I'm assuming it'll be Cody Nicarima. <clears throat> Could be like a Harrison Graham, one of these guys. I still think whoever plays there, though, I think JMK, you can lock him in for at least 65, uh, if not more. And as, as per Harry Grant, mate, Maybe it's not a bad thing. Like Jeremy Mushkin is a running hooker. Maybe he's not conserving himself as much and he, and he runs more. Maybe not. But. Quite possibly. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I don't hate it. I, I feel like JMK is one of those nines. He gets better the longer the game goes. Mm. That's how I've always felt about him. But, you know, could go either way. He's got the Cowboys week one at Suncorp Stadium. He then goes the Dragons into a bye into the Titans. God, it sucks that our two best hooker options have buys in the first very annoying. Four weeks. And, and I sat and that's why I said, I've got Mushkin in my team at the moment. Then I look at the prices and I go, it's 110 grand to go Mushkin up to Harry Grant. It's not that much money in the grand scheme of things. And I think, do I, like, realistically speaking, and I, I want Harry Grant in my team. And I'm going, I probably want to go Marshall King to Grant at some point. But then you think, right, if I start with Marshall King, <clears throat> by the time, you know, maybe their prices begin to match, we're getting towards origin and you go, do you just stick with Marshall King? You probably do. So then you go, I'm not going to have Harry, Harry Grant till after origin. Yeah. I don't really want to go 19, 20 rounds without Harry Grant. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't mind the draw. Cowboys week one, which I'm looking at that going, that'll be a hard game, but we don't really know what we're going to get out of the nah. cows. I think all teams will be up early, but then he goes, as we said, Dragons, bye, Titans, Tigers. Pretty enticing. Yeah, good games. There are some pretty good games in there for JMK. Uh, if there's any part of the year where you throw a draw out the window, it probably is the first few weeks, to be fair. Uh, but I think that's very, very appealing for JMK. Uh, we spoke briefly about Damien Cook before. Um, it wasn't really appealing to me regardless, if I'm being completely honest, but with Pete Mamazellis, Pistol Pete the other day, re-signing on a three-year contract, that has red flags all over it for me. What are your thoughts on Cookie? I mean, let's let's assess him from two perspectives. <clears throat> there being Mamazelos, non Mamazelos. Let's say for argument's sake, Sleeve Havili is the utility on the bench and Mamazelos doesn't play. Yep. And we're expecting Cookie to be 65 to 80 minutes. He averaged 65 last season, and in that there weren't a lot of attacking stats. And you could say, all right, he's getting a little bit older and all that and, and they're going to regress. But <clears throat> he was still the Blues hooker last season. Three tries, nine try assists. I think they both improve this season. Mm-hmm. He averaged 75 in 2022, 65 this year, which was his lowest in five years. He's averaged over 73 times in the last five years. Look, I'm leaning towards not, and then you add in the Vegas factor, getting a little bit older, probably not, but, I mean, I can make a case for him. I can make a case for him, uh, but I don't think it's going to be the one for me. Mm. I think the other thing you need to consider is that Hooker is so fucked at the moment, so hard to work out, that if you go 
Damien Cook and we get to Vegas <coughs> and he plays 60 minutes and Havili comes on or Mamazellas comes mm. on, it means that the week after when you potentially could go another hooker, you've already got one spot locked. Yeah. Which for me is not very appealing. I would rather have a little bit more flexibility. If it means that the week after and I wasn't keen on Harry Grant, nothing else pops up and I have to go Harry Grant. Yeah. So be it. It is what it is. But I would not be locking in Damien Cook going to Las Vegas that early. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm trying to make a case for him when yeah. there's a low chance I'm gonna start for him. I can see why people would, but Vegas turns me off so many players. Yeah. Uh, we've spoken a lot, mate. The term 80-minute hooker has come up quite a bit. Blake Braley uh, looks to be a very likely candidate to take home 80 minutes. Uh, for me, and my argument's always been with Blake Braley, you know, especially in the draft world as well. People get overly hyped about him. It's all good and well to be playing 80 minutes. If you're not scoring the fucking points, though, I don't care. I do not care. And for me, Blake Braley is kind of that guy. He has. He always ends up with a decent little average. But for me, you know, you have a look at the last few years. Uh, Blake Braley, last year, the first five games of the season, he averaged 49. Solid, but, you know, we're going to talk about a couple of Parramatta blokes who are averaging about that as well. Mm. Um, You have a look in those first five games. He only had two games where he scored over 50. Uh, His last eight games of last season, he averaged 52. Uh, He had five games from those eight where he scored under 50. Starting hooker, that is just not good enough for me. I can't do it. Well, that's it. You know, you look at the start of the season, where is their value in players? Who are going to go up in price? <clears throat> Give or take. If you're on out now gunning like Harry Grant, sorry, mate, you go, my, I'm dying over here. Yeah, you, you're having a good show. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, Blake Braley, probably not for me. Charge down on the camera. I love your work. He's in fine form here. This is great. Um, Blake Braley, not for me. Uh, There's too many low scores in me, in him. I think that he is a, um, he's, he's not a terrible option, but I just, I don't know what you're going to gain. You want to be able to gain something out of your hooker and he just doesn't do it for me. Um, How are we feeling? Good, mate. How's that? Uh, did, 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 boy. Did, <laughs> I'm back. Did, did you blow on all right while I was gone? Yeah, it was, it was a battle. and break evens every week does it to me. I know it does, yeah. The other ones are all good. But we sat out there for 40 minutes talking. You didn't cough once. Beers, beers just destroys me. He's, he's not a bright lights footballer, be, be, guys. Be, I've said it for years. Big stages, bright lights, not for Timmy yeah. Williams. Blake Braley, where were we? Braley, Shit. that's it. You look for value in – geez, how good do I sound? <laughs> You look for value in players to increase in the season. Like, is anyone getting more minutes? Do their sides look any better? For Blake, Bra- Blake Braley, he's played 80 minutes the last three years and averaged 57, 59, 49. He needs – I rate Blake Braley as a football. I think he's yep. great. But super coach wise I'm going, he needs to improve a lot and he's not getting any extra minutes to be super coach relevant. So I'm just not that keen. Yeah, completely agree. Um, okay, let's move to Wade Egan. Uh, had a very good season last year. There's a Lussick floating around over there now. Uh, I I just I can't even consider it, really. I see some people playing with Wade Egan and I ask them why and they really can't. I think you're just outthinking the room here, personally. Yeah, and I know that last week I said that I was not going to look into injury concerns too, too much when considering players this season. But fire, that bloke can, can get an injury. Yeah. N- never anything major, just little things that would keep him out for a week here or there, all that will see him leave the field. Uh, very good footballer. The Warriors were outstanding last season. Can they back it up this season? I don't know. Time will tell. But I just – I'm just not keen on him. Yeah. Wade Egan also suffers from a thing that I believe they called <clears throat> guruitis, which is where you're too tough for your own good. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bugger. <laughs> um, oh, all right. I heard it all. Let's move to Appy. Uh, he was in at the studio the other day. Lovely fella. Surprised me, Matthew, how tall Appy was. He looks like the smallest guy on the field every time I see him. And then he got in here and his he was casting a shadow over me, which was pretty rattling. Yeah, that actually that took me by surprise as well. But he's a um. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He, 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 his personality suits how he plays though. Yes. I feel. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very relaxed. Very, but you, but you can tell he's got that real competitor in him. Oh yeah. 100%. Um, Appy got the bye week one, which doesn't help the cause. Uh, once again, we don't need guys to play 80 minutes. I reckon he's a decent sniff too. They've got Talons of Silver there. Very talented young guy who I think will be the future nine there. Wouldn't surprise me if he gets a gig on the bench. You know, depending on how this all lines up, they could end up with a Bud Sullivan on the bench. There's a number of ways it could go there. I think, mate, and you spoke a lot about it pre-show, so i hand over to you now. Goal kicking is the key, isn't it? If he's goal kicking, he interests me. Yeah. Even then, the concern is, is he any good at goal kicking? From what we've seen in the past, not overly. He's one of those guys with me that he looks very shit when he's goal kicking. Mm. The eye test says not a good yeah. goal kicker at all. But if they're going over, give us a fuck. Like the first two games, he, he could easily go one from five, oh from four, done, doesn't kick in all season. Yeah. And, like, my initial thoughts when we started speaking about Apple was, all right, like, in his minutes, if he does share with, say, Talon to Silver or Simpkin and he plays 60 minutes, I'm like, oh, he's a ball-running hooker. It could easily benefit him. I am going through his stats from last year. 68 minutes for 63, 60 minutes for 51, 57 minutes for 40, 61 for 34, 68 for 35. On that sample size, not great. Yeah. Look, if he's goal-kicking... I don't think he's too important to that side. So he's not going to play, I don't think, anything less than 60. Yep. 80 would be a bonus. I just, like, if he's not goal kicking, not a chance. If he is goal kicking, maybe they also start the season with the bye. So it's a bit awkward. I suppose the beauty of the bye is that, you know, if, if one of you are starting, you're starting or your reserve hooker for round one doesn't perform, you can always flip them to Appy, come round four. If he's kicking goals and playing well. Yeah. But just need to see a lot from the trials. I even think if with goal kicking, there's going to be a lot of times where Appy lets you down. It, that's it. Like it's, all, it's all good and well to be a goal kick. You still got to be half a right at it. Yeah. And you got to be scoring tries to kick goals, which yeah. we don't know as well. And so. then the other thing I look at is playing behind that dominant, dominant forward pack at Penrith that had some of the best go forward in the game for years. 2022, he's still only averaged 63. 2021, 55. 2020, 66. The numbers weren't that good at Penrith. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, you have a look at his scores last year, you know, across the entire season. Uh, and, you know, there are a couple of injury-affected games in there and whatnot. Average 56 points. Should be noted, and it doesn't really change a stack, to be fair, but he played halfback in two games towards the back end of the season. That was the Manly game and the Dolphins game. Scored 66 and 79, so two games well mm. above his average as yep. well. So take that into consideration. But to his credit, he had a 10-minute game against the Titans where he scored nine points. So probably evens out a little bit there, but uh, just something to keep in mind with yeah. Appy. yeah. Um, all right, let's move to oh, one of our favourites, Reese Robson. Uh, obviously had a huge 2022. People got very hot and heavy for Reese Robson. Came into 2023 and I think we were both pretty vocal that despite this unbelievable draw the Cowboys had to start the season, he isn't a score 11 tries in a season hooker. Uh, last year... Off the dome, I think he scored two to three tries, something along those lines. Um, three tries. Three tries. I think he'll be a two to five try a season hooker moving forward. So keep that in mind. I think that opening season when the Cowboys were flying and he was doing everything, I think teams have worked Reese Robson out a little bit. He's still a great NRL yep. nine, love him. But super coach wise I still believe he gets overhyped a little bit. What are your thoughts? Yeah, not super keen on him. We touched on briefly last week that 
you know, more keen on him this season despite having dropping his average nine points from 22 to 23. Mm. And that's because he had all the attack the year before. This season, I mean, last season, he had nine tries, this three tries, as you said. So I do think he can improve on that. Certainly the try category, not substantially. I'm with you, maybe five, six try a season hooker. The factor will be like the Cowboys were pretty disappointing last year, particularly early on in the year. It's a really good side this year. I believe they have a pretty decent draw to start. They only need to look into it a little bit further. Heaps of depth in the forward pack. A few blokes hopefully coming back. Tam Lolo, Luki, Nanai, a bit fitter, fresher, who had the injury concerns last year. It's a good team. So if they do get a bit more role on this year than we saw last season, maybe he can improve. But, like, he based 45 a game, which is pretty solid. I just think... I think he'll be that 55 to 60 averaging hooker for the next five years. Yeah. And I kind of want more upside. It's not a bad start to the season. Uh, Played Dolphins week one. Week two, they play the Newcastle Knights up in North Queensland. Round three, they take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons, followed by the Broncos, Titans, Eels. So sort of middle of the ground, I would Mm. say. Maybe slightly favoured towards Reese. But, yeah, I just – if your argument for bringing him in to start the season is, yeah, but he averaged this in 2022 – I can't. I, yeah. I can't buy those stocks. Outlier That's year. Not for me. Yeah. Uh, you now add in origin concerns and, you know, even if he does do well, you're probably not holding him long-term anyway. There's yep. just a few things. All right. Reid Marnie. I never had him last year. A lot of you got trapped into it last year and, uh, God, it was enjoyable for me to watch. I would have enjoyed it heaps more if Sonny Luke wasn't sitting next to me the entire <laughs> fucking year. Uh, but Reid, uh, great NRL hooker, super coach, uh, his, his scoring is actually fucking bizarre. It's weird. I I feel like the more I look into it, the less I understand. There's such a good super coach playing Reed Marnie somewhere. Yeah. I just don't know where. Don't know where. I no. got suckered in last year and you know what? I felt confident doing so. I'm like, I thought he had a decent work rate. He ended up basing 38 per game last year, which is ranks quite lowly. Like you sit there and go, he just throws off at everything in defence and makes a bunch of tackles. But he also misses a shitload. And when, you're missing, lot, when yeah. you're missing eight tackles a game, well, that's dropping your base stats from 46 to 38. Yeah. And he seems to go on runs where he gets attack and gets his line breaks, but he's so hard to predict, isn't he? Yeah. Like he averaged 68 back in 2021. I know that was a big scoring season, but I, 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 I'm with you. I, I find him hard to gauge. Yeah, he's not a guy I want to try and gauge or try and work out in my side. I'll happily watch him from the sidelines and keep an eye on him, but I think you're mad to even consider. I can so easily see him coming out and averaging 80 across the first three rounds and people getting sucked in and us having this conversation is going, is it the same as last year? Probably. But, you know, after I think I bought him last year and he might have had one to two good weeks and then it just went all downhill from there and I was just sitting there watching going, I can't do this again. Yeah. I think as well the other thing that could potentially hurt Reed Marnie is that they've now got a squad of 30 in which 27 of them can play every position on the field. So if anyone needs a spell, Reed Marnie potentially first, whether it be Kurt Mann, Jake Turpin. I mean, like we're, we're all laughing and joking about the amount of um, utilities they've got. Beyond Iodo's back from injury too. Yeah, that's so many. Like they are just, yeah, I hard pass on Reed Marnie. Uh, Lachlan Croker. Uh, obviously not a guy that's overly super catch relevant. We won't spend too much time on Lockie. Seems like a great fella. Not a great super coach player with Gordon, I would assume, coming onto the bench or Humphreys. I probably wouldn't go near Lachlan Croker. I think the only person who was picking Lachlan Croker for round one might have been Lachlan Croker. Or me. Big Lachlan big yeah, Croker, Croker fan. Man. Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to him. We won't spend much time on him because he's not super coach relevant. But he is one of the great blokes in the game. 100%. Are we thinking Gordy Jags a bench spot? Uh, I think it sounds like there's Gordon Chan come Tong and there is a fellow named Jamie Humphreys, I believe. Mm. Uh, I think one of them will jag a bench spot. I would be going with Gordy personally. What about an issue one that I haven't seen thrown about too much, like probably for good reason, but like I've always been a bit of a believer in Carl Lawton. Like I think Carl's a good footballer. He's also quite versatile and can cover that hooker spot if they want to play Lockie for, say, 60 minutes. I thought he was good when he played at the stages last year and then he had a season-ending injury around 17. Like, could he be the 14, do you think? I don't think he will be, but I love Carl Lawton as well. You know who Carl Lawton is? He is Louis Brown reincarnated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He can play a range of positions. You know, if he gets into dummy half, he's never going to pass the fucking football. Yeah. He loves a scoot Louis close Brown. to the line. They are the best thing about Louis Brown. The best thing about Carl Lawton is that they're hard to defend because Carl Lawton doesn't know what Carl Lawton's going to do. Yeah. And I love those little wild cards. If I'm DCE, though, it would shit me to know it. Yeah, built like a brick shit house, And that's why Lockie Croak is so perfect for Manly and like for DCE, who's the star of the show, because good service, knows his role. But, yeah, I don't I don't mind Carl Lawton. Like, like, he's, he's a good footballer. footballer. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just worth having in your team, I think. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Lockie Croker shares minutes with Gordy this year would be my tip. Yeah. Uh, mate, let's run through some names. Chris Randall, nothing to touch on here, right? No. 500k, played as a middle when they had injuries last year. Tough as nails, not an option. Yeah. Brandon Smith, 471k. Uh, coming into last year, I don't think either of us started with him. I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. I don't think I did, but I quite possibly could have. Um, we, yeah, I just, not going to play 80 minutes. I think that when he comes off the field, yeah, he could turn into a middle, but they've got so many fucking middles. It is just ridiculous. Uh, me and Matty were at the we, – we were with Connor Watson a few weeks ago and he was saying that he would sub and play a bit of hooker. Um, so uh, it's going to be a job share sort of thing there. Brandon Smith just doesn't interest me. Um, and am I worried about Brandon Smith going to Las Vegas? <laughs> Short answer, Yes. I'm worried for Las Vegas, not for Brandon Smith. <laughs> Long answer, absolutely yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, another one when I'm looking at the number nines and I thought going through, I thought, oh, cheese, you know, he had a pretty poor super coach wise last year. He was going to start cheap. He does that, starts at 471K, pretty close to bang on what he started at last year. He averaged 58 minutes. He's not going to play more than that this year. Nope. So I don't like. I, yeah, there's not a lot of appeal there. It's crazy 12 months on the difference in the conversation we've had because I was so keen on him last year and just, as we kept, we've said a time and time again on this podcast, his points from seasons past, 68 average in 2021, we're playing 13. Yeah. So. Also similar to Reese Robson that scored 12 tries that year. Yeah. And the Roosters are stacked with depth. It is incredible. Yeah. So. You know, and then like Connor Watson, Sandon Smith, there are so many options they've got. So I like I don't, he's not going to improve on fifty eight minutes. So no. Nah. Yeah, Phoenix Crossland. Uh, should we talk about this as a little uh, package deal? The two Newcastle yeah. hookers. So we got Phoenix and we got Jaden Braley, of course. Um, you know, I, I know Phoenix is uh, the hot stuff at the moment because he's such a good looking fella, as Timmy said pre-show. But um, <laughs> when you consider rewind twelve months ago, Phoenix Crossland was a Halfback that was kind of playing 13, kind of playing hooker. Jaden Braley was the club captain. Mm. How quickly it all changes. Uh, I remember I was so fucking hard for Jaden Braley coming into last season. Obviously got, obviously got injured uh, and Phoenix came in and with all due respect to Jaden Braley, I'm not sure if he could have done a better job than what Phoenix did. It was incredible, wasn't it? Had such a good year out of nowhere, Phoenix Crossland last year. We all sort of thought... When he started spending more and more time at hooky, and how far can the Knights go with Crossland yeah. playing number nine, playing out of position? And he was just terrific. And as we know, you know, made a charge into the finals, second week of finals, second week, third week, second week. Um, yeah. yeah, Crossland was amazing, which we expect. I think him to be 14 this year. Jaden Braley starting nine early on as Braley gets his back. Are we thinking a 50 30 split? I think so, but. Yeah, I, I I don't know, mate. Phoenix played some really good footy last year. Like I I think it's more likely Braley's the starting nine, but if we get to round <laughs> ten and Phoenix is starting and Jaden Braley's coming off the bench, that's not going to blow me away. It'll blow me away. I'd be very surprised. Mm. You you were Jaden Braley's biggest fan this time. I mean, last I, year. I was, but I was so impressed with Phoenix. Like we got to the back end of last year, Phoenix was a top five hooker for me. Yeah, form wise, he was. Yeah, he, he was very good. I just think Braley will hold up defensively better in the middle and just better service from number nine. Mm. So I think I, – like, I can't see him losing that spot. I think he'll start as a 50 minute, fifty minutes Braley as he eases back to full fitness. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen from there. It will depend on Crossland's form. Yeah, what's and, going that's, to happen from and there. you know what? 
four <clears> weeks <throat> into him playing hooker last year, Phoenix, I was going, the bloke can't pass more than five yeah. metres. They can't keep doing <clears> this. But towards the back end of the season, I didn't see it. He's now going to spend an entire preseason as a hooker. Like, I, I think Phoenix only gets better. It'll be an interesting one. I, I, th- I think, though, at 470k, we can put the red sharpie through Phoenix. Oh, absolutely. Least. Yeah. Jaden Braley. Uh, cheaper, obviously. Uh, a guy that a lot of people are very keen on. Um, I, I agree with you. I think he is more likely to earn that starting role. And if he plays 55 minutes, as we know, Timmy, with players, especially a guy like Jaden Braley, like if he knows he doesn't have to go for the entire 80. He's going to go hard for that 50 minutes. He's going to get through a heap of work, probably take a few more runs to have a bit more impact during that period. Priced at about a 32 average, he can blow that away. He can. He's a really intriguing one because 330K, it just, if he plays 50 minutes for the first five, six rounds, there's not going to be enough value there. Mm. If he gets to 60 plus minutes, it's a no brainer. And I think there's every chance he does become a 60-plus minute hooker again, but with his injury history and the way Phoenix played last year, you know, it might take seven or eight rounds or six rounds, which is a pretty long time. So in terms of 80-minute numbers, I don't think they're overly relevant just yet, but for the record, three games, 80 minutes last year, 52 points per game. In eight games in 2022, he missed the first three quarters of the season due to injury, averaged 57.75. In the final five games of that year when he was back to full fitness, he averaged 70 per game. In 2021, played 80 minutes basically the whole year, averaged 59. So the numbers are good, but again, they're on 80 minutes. So I think it'll be a lot of preseason word, try and get it out of the nights and find out what is the plan with Jaden Braley, what minutes is he going to play and how many do you want him to play once he is back to full fitness. But I'm a bit torn at the moment, to be honest with you. I think that Newcastle situation is kind of one that I want to avoid. Mm. I was keen on Braley a few weeks ago, but the closer it gets, the more I think about it. I just wouldn't it just suck if you like like if if we watch Jaden like if you have to put up with the first four to five weeks of him playing lesser minutes to ease himself back into it, like you might have to wait twelve weeks to get one hundred and fifty k. Slow bo- slow burn, and you, if he's playing that fifty minute role. You can't really play him in your team because there'll be 30s in there. Slow burn, but on the bright side, it won't be slower than the 28 weeks you waited to lose 10K on a Sonny Luke last year. So not Can a always be worse. Result. It's actually a huge win all of a sudden. Yeah. So the more we speak about him, the colder I get. If he comes out and brains the preseason, it'll change my mind. Yeah, completely fair. Um Sammy Verrills, uh, more of the same as I see with Lockie Croker, Reed Marnie, just not for me. Yeah, no. Uh, the next guy on the list is a big one that we need to talk about. Obviously, he was a hero in my season, Jacob Little. Uh, brought him in last year, did a great job for me. Why did I bring him? I don't know. I don't <laughs> recall why I did that. But I sure as fuck did it. And he had some big scores for me, which was great. Between Sloan, Little, you had some rogue Dragons players out of nowhere. I think it was just to piss me off and you succeeded. <laughs> More, oh, sorry, you succeeded with Little to a degree. Uh, Sloan one backfired. Who's going to be the, the left field Dragon for you this year? Uh, might be Flano. Flano. Talk about him soon. <laughs> Although I do love myself a Lomax at fullback. Yeah, it's, it's enticing, isn't it? It is very enticing. Uh, yeah, so Jacob Little, Billy Walters, Ray Stone, Mitch Kenny, pull me up on anyone that interests you. Connor Watson? I will say this about Connor. I was having a look at some numbers the other day. Uh, when he came off the bench last time for the Sydney Roosters under Robbo, averaged about 50 coming off the bench. Very different squad now with a lot of middles. I don't know about it, but... Even if he plays 30 minutes at hooker, if this Roosters team is humming like we're expecting them to, same as we did in 2023, 2022, 2021 and 2020, Watson could be interesting, but it's a little bit too much of a punt for me. Yeah, could be the most purchased player by like round eight. Yeah. But he needs to get minutes under his belt again. You know, a lot of injury concerns in recent years. Has to get through those. The depth in the squad... So definitely not start with him, but we could be having some really big conversations about him 
six to eight weeks into the season. Yeah, he'll probably also have a really tough time with girls in Vegas. He will um, battle, yeah. <laughs> actually, I think he's in a relationship, isn't he, Maddie? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Connor. So, um, sorry, Vegas women. Uh, we've got Havili, Tom Star. Oh, Raiders hookers, great. Let's talk about your seven Raiders hookers. <laughs> What's doing? So have we locked Danny Levi into our team? Or? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God, this is rank. Um, just don't even look at them, right? I mean... Ricky just, Stewart doesn't want to look at them. I'm just not looking at them. woo a little bit. Supercoach-wise, no, we're not touching them, but... Welcome back to our Supercoach show. Bit of, res- <laughs> bit of respect. Go. No, I've got nothing. Just just, just show the milk some respect. Be generous and kind. Love that. What's Zach Wolford done to hurt you? <laughs> I'm actually a huge Wolford guy. <laughs> um, okay, let's move to... Ooh, the Parramatta boys. Hmm. Interesting conversation. Um, obviously, the coach came out the other day and said that he wants to have two 80-minute hookers, uh, which in oh, – sorry, one 80-minute hooker. He's going to play two of them. <laughs> which one's playing halfback? <laughs> That's a good gig. Um, one 80-minute hooker. Uh, mate, I wouldn't trust Brad Arthur's team selections as far as I could throw him. I'm not a big thrower sort of guy. Mm. Um, he tends to go rogue with a lot of his selections, a lot of his – the way that he uses his bench and everything. I just – I look at these two and I don't believe either of them are 80-minute hookers. It's interesting. And this is where I'm sitting with – because there are so many question marks around blokes we've mentioned and these two Eels hookers are, are right up there with it. I'm thinking like start the year with the safety of beat Grant, Marshall King, whoever it might be, and then – just find whether it's your yeah, hands or Braley or whoever it might be, the cheaper option. And then if two of them start to kill it, you can always downgrade like a grand or someone yep. to whoever's killing it if it happens. But I feel a lot more comfortable doing that than being stuck with like a, a Braley and hands combination or Lussie. Look, if it unfolds as Brad Arthur said and one of these guys gets an 80-minute roll, sure, great super coach buy and get the 80 minutes. But I'm with you. I'm, I'm so far from convinced. And I'm also like, if one of them does come out and play eight of his first two rounds and doesn't perform, or the other one comes in and they play him into the other one, based on what Arthur said, gets dropped. Yeah. So, ugh. I, and you know what? I know everyone in the comments will be going, yeah, putting the quote from the coach, I get it. <clears throat> and this is the exact same situation we said all last year with the Warriors. The coach said, we're not going to rest at the end of the season. We said, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. We can't see that playing out. Of course, we get to the last round, everyone's losing their mind because the Warriors rest all their players. Yeah. This one just – it just doesn't make sense to me. Neither of these two are 80-minute caliber hookers, in my opinion. It's not the direction I would be going in and I will not be shocked. I just – I don't understand a coach that weekly chooses not to use one of his front row forwards or uses one of them for eight to ten minutes. Why he wouldn't just carry the second hooker? Yeah. We sort of had this discussion on Monday, obviously, so we're going around. Yeah, and like two things. For starters, since when have coaches ever been transparent, Mm. especially to super coaches, which they don't give a rat about? Uh, And secondly, much like super coach where we pick our first team at the end of January, so much is going to change over the next six weeks. Yeah. So there's every chance that, you know, he has two hookers or whatever it might be come around one. So lots to play out there. And you're exactly right. We could get four or five weeks in. We could get two weeks in, as you said, and they'd swap the hookers. Exactly. And then you just – you're fucked. And, look, if, if someone comes out the first two weeks and kills it and scores well, easy downgrade at the price. Brennan Hands, 56 points per game, five games last year, 80 minutes. Joey Lusick, three games, 47 points per game. So the numbers are solid if there's assurance in the role. And I'm not saying I won't start with one of these guys, but I'm very tentative this far out. Yeah, I'm very – do you currently but, have any of an Eels hooker or Braley in your team? Uh, I have Jaden Braley currently, yeah. but I haven't touched my team in three weeks. Yeah. So, but I'm cooling on Braley rapidly. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you know, it might end up being that one of these power boys is the best option come round one. But even if so, I'm still far from convinced as how it all works out. But if everyone goes a Parramatta hooker, and we're all going to be in the same boat, I will sort of go, okay, sure, I'll follow my sword and yeah. see what happens here. Uh, but, yeah, I'm far from convinced. Um, got anyone else on this list, mate? I'm going down there. Scroll past Sonny Luke, Jake Turpin. Uh, you've obviously got Mamazellis, 243K, could come off the bench for the Bunnies. 
I just don't think the minutes will be there to make it oh, worthwhile. Absolutely not. And it's just the hooking position, yeah, you never wish an injury upon anyone. But, you know, if there's an injury to Appy Coruscant, to Billy Walters, to Damian Cook in the preseason, you know, we're all of a sudden locking in Mamazulos, 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 I'll get there one day, uh, Blake Moser, Talon De Silva, so many options that will make the hooking position so much easier. But as it stands now, anyone below who we've spoken about, the minutes aren't going to be there. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, yeah, as you said, mate, uh, even like a Gordon Chan come tongue if something was to happen to Lockie yeah. Croker, he could come in. Outside of that, I'm just – there's just nothing else really doing here. If I had an ideal situation and you never, ever want to wish injury on someone, but, geez, if Blake Braley was to go down and we'd get Jaden Beryl at 204K, mm. yeah. that would be dream come true stuff. Uh, mate, that's all of our hookers we've gone through there. Uh, uh, let, let, let me ask you this last one. If we get to round one and Blake Moses, the 14 for Brisbane, mm. he's got attacking upside. Um, the starting hooker, whoever it is, in my opinion, isn't like an all-star hooker. I would reckon that'll lock Blake Moser in for, I would say, 25 to 30 minutes with the potential to get more, I think. Could he interest you at all? No. No. Not unless he's starting. I just think, again, you add in Vegas trip, Brisbane have a really tough draw the first five, six rounds to start the season. And, you know, Brisbane just made a grand final last year with Billy, Billy Walters as the nine. He'll be playing his 50 to 60 minutes, you'd imagine. There's also that many number nines at Brisbane to go around. So how yep. long does he last as the 14 if he does? So, no, he'd have to be starting for me to consider. Yep. You? Um, <laughs> no, I, I for a moment there, the CBA side of me got a little bit excited <laughs> that he's got upside. But you are right. I didn't think about the draw. I didn't think about Vegas, which kind of shits on all that. 100%. When we get outside of straight rugby league talking getting into Supercoach, that's where I come in, where I pull the CBA out. If you say, mate, come back to reality, we're talking Supercoach here. <laughs> um, all right. Is that hookers? You've rung the bell, mate. I think it I've is. rung the bell, yeah. <laughs> uh, we had some questions sent in by you guys. I haven't gone through and actually put those questions in, but we've just incorporated them into uh, this space covering all your questions. So next week... We are going to do – what do you feel like front row forwards? <laughs> you know, I actually – I wouldn't hate leaving front row forwards. Yeah, we need to later. find more. Yeah. Why don't we – Surprise me. What do you got for me? I reckon we just – let's get get into the big one that everyone's asking. Let's get into fullbacks. Full a bit of fun. Gun. It's going to be a fun episode. Unreal. Yeah, let's let's get stuck into fullbacks. That'll be good We fun. might need to start recording two days early because there's a bit to talk about. There is a bit to talk about. Jesus, some key guys. Yeah. There. Unreal. Um, since it opened, also, guys, we haven't made a beers and break evens league yet. We will probably do that this week. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll start to plug that up there. It'll all come. You won't miss out. Don't worry. Um, yeah, we'll have that next week for you. And anything else, mate? Oh, what, 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 what did you do on Playbook last night? Playbook, we four club previews uh, Sharkies, Rabbitohs, Broncos, Mighty Raiders. Yep. Did that. Had a bit of a chat about what we learned last year. Myself, the spy, mate of the water boy. Big involvement this year. Mm. Uh, off the bench, we called it. Into a Kirk Kidley. Into a starting role, yeah. Starting role. So Matty was strong. Uh, yes, all that good stuff. Just deep dived into those clubs and a couple of other little things. Dropped a super pod. We all picked a super pod for the season and mine was a belter. You, you'll, I'll tell you off air. I want, I want people to go watch it. I'll tell you off air. Give me a hint. Give me a hint that only I'll get. <laughs> Holy moly. She love putting me on the spot. Uh, I've got nothing for you. Yeah, good. Great gear. Without, well, without giving it away that only you know. Okay. Maddie, keep the camera on me. <laughs> uh, Matthew, on you for a second before we go. Yes. Have you opened the app yet? The Supercoach app? Yes. I actually did. Oh, right. I, I had a look yesterday before the show with Timmy. Anything we said about hookers you disagree with or, or who are you leaning towards? Uh, uh, probably I was looking at – I was looking at um, Marshall King, so I'm glad that you guys mm-hmm. are high on him. Um, so that's probably where I'm thinking at the moment, but I haven't put too much thought into it. You haven't opened the app, have you? No, I haven't opened the app. I've opened the website. I don't believe you. He's a new man this year, Matty. 
It's actually it's, into it. It's actually on my computer right now. Mate, everyone's a new man in Supercoach until <laughs> we get to week seven. I'll give you a tiny hint yep. that people will probably not be able to get and you might not even be able to get either about who my superpod is. Yeah. Let's call him Capeb Giraz. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you not being overly high on him last year. Oh, <laughs> no, spare me. Didn't I bring him in and then he got injured? Yeah. I think I, maybe I started with him. Yeah. Maybe I brought him in early. Yeah. All right. We call it a day. Pull the plug. Let's do it. Thanks for coming. Uh, guys, if you're on YouTube, subscribe, comment. Let us know which hookers you're looking at. Let us know in the comments. And uh, we will see you next week for fullbacks. How fucking good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll have The Rook joining us next week. Um, I'll give you the hot tip. The Rook would have gone Damien Cook for hooker and potentially Peter Mamazelos. So, uh, <laughs> With a villa in the yard. Uh, <laughs> in the extended. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Unreal. All right, guys. We'll see you next week for fullbacks on beers and breakevens. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.